Hello and welcome to the first episode of Needle Not Sand from 2022. I'm delighted to be joined by Sir Steve O'Timothy and Roxy Golbe for episode four. Um, firstly, guys, thanks for having us in uh, Casa del Steve-O. You're very welcome, you're very welcome. I'm glad you didn't find all the bodies, but... <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose um, I, I was searched for them. It took us long enough to set up. Um, we're here, we're set up. Um, we're out of lockdown. Out of all restrictions now. Yeah. Uh, what a time to be alive. Oh my god, yeah, it was a long uh, two years, wasn't it? Jeez, I wonder uh, just dying to get back gigging, dying to get back out on the road, dying to be a general menace that I usually usually am. Yeah, but well, how is how is found the lockdown, I suppose? We'll start off with that before we kinda of come into your story. At the beginning it was kinda I hate to say I enjoyed it. It was nice to have a break, it was nice to be able to drive across the city in five minutes, it was nice to I suppose not be panicking over gigs or ticket sales or doing this or doing that or you had to do that but then I got incredibly bored very fast so I just that's when I suppose I decided to do the like charity stuff it was it was a very self-interested charity thing you know what I mean because well I suppose it killed two birds with one stone it kept me going mentally and physically and obviously it raised money as well so how did you find it Roxy? I worked all the way through it because I worked in Dunn stores at the time. So I didn't have a break. So I didn't get to enjoy that peaceful part of lockdown. I was constantly working. If anything, I didn't see outside the doors of Dunn stores at one stage. What's, what's this working thing you speak of? People work. So you go in, you clock in, you <laughs> and do they pay you bits, money. and they pay money. Jesus. I know it's an amazing, amazing concept. Thing. I know. And here's all of us <laughs> staying in the house within 5k, making sure we're not mixing, and then obviously mixing in what we're yeah. It was mad though, because the way people were, you could see how people were actually petrified at the start. Yeah. Like, I worked the day that the announcement went out, and it was completely dead that morning. To be honest, the load of us, I worked in the deli in Duns, and the load of us were in the deli, and we're like, right, well, we just go to our hiding spot and dust for the day. And next thing you know, our manager comes down and goes, right, the announcement has been made. And all of a sudden, it was like a tidal wave of customers coming up towards you. So it was quite scary. And then the way everybody was kind of reacting, they were fighting each other in the lanes, taking each other's trolleys, everything. Getting rice passed down. Toilet no, paper. toilet paper. It's uh, bad when you have priorities. to put a sign. <laughs> the Irish population were literally shitting themselves. But it was bad when we had to make up signs to put on the shelves, limited to four packets per person. I just it remember Leo Becker made his speeches addressed to the nation, nation and then later on I took a spin down by the docks and there was army setting up tents and I was like oh this is this real is, this is real something's happening here man we're all gonna die but but like it wasn't just the shelves on the floor in Duns that was empty our stock room was empty we yeah. had four days worth of delivery gone in one day yeah but people did insane. think it was like the end of the world yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. cabin fever you're you know stuck in yeah, exactly listen to the announcement that like Shops are not going to close. They're not going to be able to get food. Yeah. Food, you know? It's like when the, when the snow came in, you know, when everybody panics. And, and yeah. yeah. Bread, Brennan's bread off the shelves. And yeah. I, I loved that. I love snow. I love that. Yeah, I loved it as well, to be fair. Pissed off we didn't get snow yet this year. We might still like. Yeah, I disagree mm. with you there. I hate yeah. snow. Can't, yeah. do, can't do anything. It just turns to ice. And then you're, you're kind of just. But it looks lo- lovely. It might, yeah. Uh, it's different. Like I lived in Canada, and it was actually nice over there because it would stay on the ground and it's not yeah. icy. Like, it's not worse than when it gets slushy and 
Well, yeah. that's what it more or less usually becomes. Yeah. So you might get one or two days where it's all kind of fluffy and you can throw snowballs at people. Least least lasted a few days, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was, yeah, yeah, to be fair. Yeah. And it was kind of high off the ground yeah, as well. I was up spinning around it, the car going sideways. I decided, one of my friends called up in his car and we took the boot mat out and we tied it to the back of the car and I was sledding around the estate. Yeah, he it's good for that now, I will, I will it say. It was actually great crack like we have to make our own enjoyment in the state yeah just yeah get a we used to slide down the hill at the back of the house on a car bonnet from an old burnt up car <laughs> that was brilliant yeah buzz we had it. straight and and you're coming down the hill ramping off an alley wall straight into a solid wall but we just used to love doing it. yeah it's just like let's cheat death at 10 years <laughs> of age <laughs> yeah well, that's it's it's just it's very reminiscent of kind of snow. the way you're kind of crammed in, but obviously it lasted two years. We're out the other end, hopefully now for good. Hopefully yeah, that's yeah, not the case, but it. uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I suppose Steve, I'll come to I'll come to you kind of just on I suppose your story of your, your rise, and then I want to get into all you're doing with raising money, all your charities, and all that type of stuff. So kind of. I know you're in a wheelchair and stuff like that, and you are trying to um, learn to walk again. So yeah. kind of. Fill us in on your childhood and kind of just then coming I up. Like, I always say I had a I had a mad happy childhood. I did like I had a great. I wouldn't change it for the world, but I, I was, I was a bit of the class clown. I was the pure mess. I was the like uncontrollable child. I suppose probably looking back at it, like pro- I probably had ADHD or something when I was a kid. I couldn't like, no attention span. People would have just said I was bold. You know what I mean? Mm. But there was definitely something wrong with me. That like in LA, I was the same, but it, it's not to cut you off, but it's just so many people probably had it around that time, but yeah. were never properly diagnosed with yeah, it. Yeah, you just yeah. got a slap. Yeah. That was your treatment. <laughs> Thumping the jaw was your treatment. But uh, yeah, I suppose then, kind of in my teenage years, I started developing very bad kind of anxiety and very bad kind of in and out of kind of bouts of depression. But obviously at that time, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what this was. I didn't know why my like, hand would be shaking or why... I felt paranoid around certain people or why, you know, things like that. So I didn't really understand it. And it wasn't until a while later that I was kind of diagnosed with anxiety and depression. And I suppose that kind of stayed with me to today. So that's what, nearly 30 odd years of kind of dealing with that. 27, 20, 26, 27 years. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's never really effed off. I suppose it's just... It's something you learn to deal with and it's kind of part of me and you kind of think like if i went down a kind of mad medicated route would i have would i have done some of the stuff i did or would it have changed my personality to not allow me to expand on my comedy or whatever because i remember i had a massive panic attack in dublin about five years ago and uh, it was it lasted about an hour i tried i tried just ironically the panic attack was so bad that i wanted to end my life but the panic attack was so bad and my legs were shaking so bad that i couldn't start the car to drive in through the liffy wall so i was just stuck there so i lasted about an hour my nose was bleeding because i had my finger jammed on my nose to like reassure my brain that there was air going to my body and it was just it was horrendous like so when i came back after that like i was kind of agoraphobic for a few weeks so i couldn't leave the house couldn't leave the room couldn't talk to anyone couldn't deal with anything because my safe place, my safe place had been stolen from me. Anyone with anxiety would have a safe place where they can run to. And that used to be my car. And because that was gone, it was stripped of me. And then when I got home, I started getting panic attacks in the house. So that safe place was stripped. So I was completely vulnerable. I had no place I could run to had to escape the panic. So I went to my doctor and I remember him like on about meds and stuff. And I was on a med, but he wanted to kind of change it. And I was so 
it gave me a new realm of panic because I was like, will that change me so I won't be able to do the comedy again? Or will it change my personality that much that I won't think the way I think? And I kind of, you go back to the old thing, don't you? The, the whole tortured soul thing, it kind of, it allows you to get shit out. Like, because when I was agoraphobic, I couldn't do sketches, so I ended up writing a song. And I released that song for charity and it went to number one, the Irish iTunes chart and stuff. So like a bet Lady Gaga shallow for about 13 minutes. And I was like, that was big at the time. Yeah, that's not bad for a panicking twat up in his room on his own that can't leave his room. You know what I mean? So I was like, that, that's probably my, I'd say that's my biggest achievement, really, to be honest. And it, it's something that, like, I always had an interest in music, but I would have never had the confidence. I don't even know, looking back, where I got the confidence to release a rap song. Like, I don't even know still to this day. I suppose it was kind of a me reaching out in a way and kind of exploring my feelings and what I was going through at that time and listening to the song nowadays I can hear the panic in my voice because I was having panic attacks trying to record it because you're speaking loudly and I could hear myself trying to catch my breath in between verses and stuff and not just because I was trying to catch my breath because I can feel the panic in my voice so it's kind of strange to listen to it these days so yeah that's my my story and just because like obviously um i saw a comment there the other day i think it was in your social media was addressing about you know how you're how you're in a wheelchair yeah um and you do you do get some like awful comments i've seen it because i have you i had yeah. you on facebook till i got a new one um and you were getting all sorts of horrible comments and yeah. this was like per on, on your personal when you were putting yeah. out stuff like i don't think you put it out on your on no, your big no. profile if you get me and you just get some like awfully horrible comments and I know Roxy you do too yeah um how do you kind of deal with that I suppose well how did you end up in the wheelchair if you don't mind saying uh, and, I had a motorbike crash in 2005 um myself and a friend were drinking drinking way too much as I used to back in them days and we took off on the bike and he jumped on the back and I crashed in Merview and he died unfortunately about a week two weeks after so that was kind of sorry Jerry Thank you. That was the kind of, uh, I suppose, like not even a wake up call because it's too late to have a wake up call at that stage. That was the kind of a like, well, don't see if you fucked up your life and someone else's as well. Clap, clap. You know what I mean? And I suppose I didn't know. And it was hidden from me at that time. So when John had passed, no one told me. So it was kind of like it was like I'd be talking to friends or my dad and I'd ask, how was John? And they'd be like, Oh yeah, he's, he's 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 okay. He's just waiting for operations now and stuff. But he had passed at that stage. But they were afraid to tell me because they didn't know how, what my reaction would be to that or what I'd do to myself. And they were probably right in a way because at that time I probably would have wanted to do something to myself. But ironically enough, I was paralyzed from the chest down, and my shoulder collarbones were broke, so I wouldn't have been able to do something. So I suppose that would have been more torture sitting on the bed, paralyzed, not being able to end your own life. So that would have been, I suppose I deserved that. I deserved that punishment the way I was thinking at the time. But uh, you kind of, I suppose, with regards to the hate you get from it, I suppose I can cope with it now because I've been through all this before. Mm. No, because just from the outside looking in and what you just told me there, like you've already had it hard enough as it is. Well, maybe people don't know of it the way it it was. but like you get a lot of that. People kind of, people have this kind of conception that, because of what I went through that I shouldn't do, I'm, I shouldn't be allowed to achieve anything in my life and I shouldn't be allowed to any form of redemption or do any good in the world. Mm. A lot of people out there basically want me to either kill myself or stay at home in shame and drink myself to death. 
which like you can obviously see is a fucking stupid thing but how would I how would I redeem myself in mm-hmm. any Make social amends, good yeah. yeah doing that who would I hurt but my family doing that who would I hurt but the people around me would I be doing any good like so obviously I decided to raise a bit of money and start doing the charity thing and kind of like I'm I'm very close to John's family I'm best friends with his son I know his wife well and people always go like uh, I wonder what the family think of this and I'd be like do you want to talk to do you want to talk to Thomas the best part is is when they actually when Thomas or Bobby will actually comment back and protect you as well his wife will actually defend me on my Facebook page she will go like you don't know what you're talking about you know what I mean and because like the words murderer get thrown around a lot and stuff like that and that I was driving up the road in a car and I killed a young girl you know and it's like it didn't happen like that Mm, I was 23 he was in his 40s we were drinking we were drinking together we decided to get on the motorbike and head into town and I lost control like it's there's no premeditation there, like as you can see. Jesus Christ, never in my wildest imagination. Yeah, because of my fuck up and because I was drinking and I was meant to be, you know, responsible for my passenger, obviously. And like, I've never ran from that guilt. I've never ran from that shame. I've never ran. I've never tried to gloss over what I what I did or what I didn't do that day. I take fucking full responsibility and I live it every day. It's not because what I'm doing now that I get to forget about it. I wake up in the morning and my legs are shaking. I wake up in the morning in the middle of the night having a panic attack. I wake up a lot of times uh, in a depressed state wanting to kill myself. So I don't forget that. Like, that never that never leaves me. Like, that's always with me. It's not like I walked away from the accident and I don't have to carry this with me. I, I my own body and my own mental state is a constant reminder of that day. And that's not going to go away unless I go away. And I don't intend to go away because of some fuckheads on the internet. Yeah, no, it's just, it's like I know you're, you're a comedian and stuff like that but when you're gonna tear back the layers and stuff like that I, no I never knew you had it that bad um, just just listening to it there like and when, when I see the comments I just uh, like uh, even before that I was just like some of these are just evil people and yeah. I get it myself yeah. look we all have haters I, I get yeah. it but it's the length that they go to to try and get a reaction yeah. and yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is just horrible they bring my family into it my dead mother they bring Jamie into it like Jamie like He's a learning disability. Like, what kind of asshole would bring him into it? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah. Well, and I know how passionately you defend him as well. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're a comedian. You should be able to take it. You, you're, you always pull the piss out of other people. And I'm like, yeah. So target me. Jamie doesn't make videos. But you it's not even just that. Like, they attack Jamie and they attack your mother. People that can't protect themselves. Yeah. They wouldn't yeah, go yeah. attacking Ronan, your brother. No, because he kicked them to death. Exactly. Yeah, it's people yeah. that. My brother couldn't believe it. Like my brother was away for a while. I won't get into details, but he was away for a while, and I'd be talking to him on the phone, and I'd be explaining, kind of like, you know, this kind of thing is getting bigger with Farmer Michael and this kind of stuff. We're doing a lot of shows, and he'd he'd get an opportunity to see the odd video or talk about it with his friends, and he'd see the kind of stuff. And it it wasn't until he got out that he started seeing it in real life when we go for a spin in the car, and he's like, "This is fucking unbelievable, man! Like, how are you dealing with this shit?" So he had to literally get out of the car and threaten a few people to kind of put it to bed. You know what I mean? And fair play to him because he's he won't stand down from anyone. Like he's no. he's a brave little bollocks. Like so, yeah. There was a few times where like just people would drive past Warren like faggoty bastard or something. And the only thing that goes through myself and Ronan's head is well, what if Jamie's sitting in the car? What if my dad's in the car? Yeah. You know what I mean? And they don't know who's in the car. You know what I mean? So yeah, that for a few weeks that 
they picked on the wrong car when my brother was in it with me, you know what I mean? Because he's not having that shit. So. No. So thanks to Ronan for doing that. Like he's Shout out Ronan. Yeah, yeah big shout time, out. big time. He doesn't take shit. I don't take shit anyway. And like like you were saying with the haters, like I don't think there's once once in my career anyone's ever come up to the car to give out about what I do. But they, they will online. Mm. And you're like, I'm a disabled fella that can barely walk. You, you can push me over and I'd probably be in hospital. But you're very brave to do it online, but you want to do it to me in person and you could literally kick me to death. Like, I couldn't fight back. Well, saying that, if they got in a wheelchair and I got in a wheelchair and then we go out of care. And I've often called <laughs> people out. the head off them. Yeah, he's at the train. I've often called people out to do it and they won't do it. And I'm like, you coward. Like, I don't even have core strength. I don't have no core stability, but you still won't fight me in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? You won't fight a cripple in a wheelchair, but yet you're brave online. You know what I mean? And but the funny thing is, like, some of these brave people online are ones that we know, like we know it's you behind that fake profile and yeah, they'd be yeah. up asking for a picture or yeah, yeah, shaking your yeah. hand or what's yeah. the story, Mike? If you and... get some kudos on their own social media. Exactly. And but people yeah. like it, the worst as well as people that like would be saying things to you or comment on looks of women online and they tend to be like 45 year old dads with three daughters and you're like, and what are you doing? And the dirt to some of them. If she was my daughter, I'd still be bath- bathing her. Yeah, and things or like what's that. the other one? I'd be drinking her bath water. Yeah, you're that a was grown me, though, man. A Stop. <laughs> but that's a grown man. Like you click into these with profiles, kids. and yeah. it's a grown man with his daughter in the picture, and you're yeah. like, you're yeah. really seeing these. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was laughing at his comment. Yeah, yeah. Like, could, could you imagine my dad doing something like that? You know, it, it just shows that, like, see, before these people, these people had no outlet for this stuff. These people kept their mouth shut because if they'd done that pre-social media they get a thump in the mountain town yeah. yeah you know what i mean it's like mike tyson said people nowadays got way too comfortable with not getting a punch in the mouth or whatever. yeah you know what i mean because that's that's gone now people can people can do their little snide attacks anonymously online so they don't need to put their physical you know and you'd have known it from dublin if some fella walked down the road and shouted the f word or the n word or something he's getting a thump in the mouth there and then yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah, that's sad. It's standard. Know? It's standard. And some some people need that. Like I grew up in an area as well where you showed any weakness, get shit kicked out of you, and that's you know that's gone now. That's so you can do it online. You can creep away at home. And like a lot of people are like, why do you react to these people, or why don't you just block and delete the comments? But the thing is, you block and delete that comment. They set up another profile, yeah. Yeah. and they like there's this particular person that we think is from Canada or whatever. And he is all over our Twitter. He's all over yeah. our TikTok. He's all over our Facebook. Messaging him on Instagram, messaging me, emailing my email accounts, blah, 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 doing this, doing that. And doing that, no doing. matter how many times you block him, he sets up a new... And we yeah. know it's him because it's the same name, just with a different number at the yeah, end of yeah, it. Yeah. So you do a bit of an investigating. You put up a picture. You put up the username. People start to message you. You find out who he is. You, I hate to use that word dox, but I'm going to fucking dox you if you attack Jamie or attack my girlfriend or my dad or my mother. I'm going to dox you because... What's dox now for people? Doxing, like calling someone out that has trouble. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. I've never heard the term. It's, a, so. it's like it's a negative term. It's like come up it. You go out and say things like that. I'm going to use... My, my strength may be not in my physical presence, but it will be in my social media presence. So I'm going to use my social media... I'm going to use my strength against what your strength is, anonymity. And I'm going to call you out for it. And until I get the apology message to me, then I'll delete it. And it's worked and it has happened on numerous occasions where yeah. numerous apologies from them and their family and everything. And like, obviously, it's not intended to call out their family or anything. It's them personally, him or her, but the apologies have happened and I've deleted it and we've moved on with life and I hope they, lo- they learn a valuable lesson about that 
you can be found on the internet. Mm. Yeah. It's never anyone doing better than you that's putting you down, though, is it? Like, no, I mean, if, if there was not someone, many people don't do that. Someone you respected, I doubt, would ever, has ever come out and no. ridiculed you or anything no. like that. So no. that's that's why I would look at things like that, even with my own team with the football channel. Yeah, if you wouldn't take advice with them, don't take criticism yeah yeah well that's it but just to kind of just to, to go back for a sec is obviously the reason why you get so much hate and stuff like that is because you're successful so kind of take us to the journey of the farmer michael i know yeah. the the role has kind of changed a little bit now uh, roxy's in there yeah. but there was that huge huge rise and obviously the stuff with everton and stuff like that there's a cult following yeah there. it's kind of like the, the whole origin of it like i was bored one night near square with my brother in the car and i just said ronan running back into it again so i said just record me there and it was farmer martin at the time and ronan was just like so martin what do you think of that and i just kind of went off on a bit of a a kind of a, a rant you know very west of ireland kind of farmer thing it was like because if you watch the videos the accent has changed about four or five times like at the beginning it was like and i was down there the other night and i was yeah. in the gurling and then it kind of went the more squeaky one you know like that and then it, the shouty michael because people like it just michael shout and that was just kind of more my accent, but a bit inflated. Yeah. I was down there the other night and I see, you know, it's kind of, I suppose it depends on your mood. I remember before having to watch videos going, how does Michael sound? And people would find that weird and I'd be like, I'd be, is that that? Because yeah, you are actually yeah. playing a character. Yeah, so I'd be like, is it like that or is it, huh? And, the, and then there's this stupid one, the kind of Michael, the, huh? And he just kind of stands there open-eyed, not trying to understand things. So there's loads of different ones. I suppose it's just, it's not really one character, it's a load of kind of stereotypes of the kind of misunderstanding farmer, really. But everyone, everyone knows a Michael, everyone has an uncle or a granddad that's a bit, yeah. you know, backwards, but is a lovable rogue all the same because they're innocently, they are homophobic, they are racist, but they're, but they're so ignorantly and innocently so, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, it's a very Irish thing. Yeah. Yeah. to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah, they kind of just started going viral then, and then I done the one about Conor McGregor stealing my fashion because I got annoyed that people used to say I looked like this fella called Conor McGregor that I hadn't heard of, and then I looked him up and I was like, I used to do a video on this lad, so I done a video about him stealing my fashion and the the dicky ball, but I said something really off the cuff where I said that I call it a Richard ball because dicky is sexual or something like that, or and it kind of, that kind of went viral, and then I had a I had a friend at the time. Who was in a course with me and she started doing the videos with me then and then obviously i had another person in the videos with me then and then now roxy and yeah the everton one kind of boosted it to a different level especially across the water because michael used to talk a lot about ga and hurling and football the odd time but never kind of premier league stuff or never that yeah and then when wayne rooney aka willie rooney retired then i kind of went on a rant about he was ireland's best ever player and no, he didn't play for England, he played for England, but sure, he's Irish, look at the head on the... I, I think I remember saying something like, he looks like a Roscommon turnip picker or something, or something like that. Just went on a rant. And I Half wrong, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I remember a few of the lads, the Everton players said they used to slag Wayne Rooney with the videos. So to think that Wayne Rooney watched your videos and the Everton team, giving yeah. them shit over them was hilarious, you know what I mean? It was wonderful. It's kind of tribute to it, really, like. Yeah, but you did mention like off camera before we were um, recorded was the fact that you know you went out on stage in Liverpool and yeah. you got a standing ovation. Yeah, it was it was emotional really. It was weird that 
Like, they, they've taken you in yeah, proper. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the moment yeah, yeah it was very touching because I'd never done a gig there and you go up to five six hundred people in five nights sold out at St George's Hall and you're like what the hell is this man? you know what I mean is this is this really actually happening I, and I couldn't wrap my head around it for ages and you kind of you kind of you sometimes you have to kind of pinch yourself and look back and kind of go like fucking hell man the shit I've achieved like from just doing a video messing in there square my brother you know it's kind of weird and the amount of celebrities that would have messaged going I love your stuff man or keep going and you're kind of like fucking hell I idolised you as a as a kid yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. messaging and you know people people like don't French like Twitter DM me on Twitter going you know you mad bastard yeah, I love your stuff keep it up and you're like what? You That's the bigger Dibley. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's insane. <laughs> I think, I, I'd say it seems better when they call you a mad bastard rather than yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just a cursor where they kind yeah, of like, yeah. they've accepted you. Yeah. yeah, where they kind of take on the Irishisms themselves. Yeah, exactly. Back, yeah. Someone that would be well known. It's more going, personal yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And you're like, that's it, that's it. You know what I mean? So it does, it does like touch you and you kind of think like, yeah, I'm doing something, I'm doing something good. You know what I mean? And, How, so like, how have you found, because you've, again, before we spoke, you were listening off some of the people who kind of got in touch with you. You, you know, you listed Paul McGrath as someone who you've you oh, know, yeah. highly regarded amongst other huge names. And yeah. I suppose Roxy as well, uh, yourself, and, and who have you kind of met along the journey um, with Steve out there? Well, basically, the main That you may have idolised. Like. Oh, that I've idolised. Now, Stephen, <laughs> relax yourself, darling. <laughs> Um, not really people I idolised, people like I did follow and stuff like it was mainly through the boxing match, like the likes of like Gary Lyons, John Connors, them sort of people really, who else? I would suppose that in some ways um, you've kind of come into the story, I suppose during yeah. lockdown as well, haven't you? So yeah. I think you're going to meet them in, in yeah. the line because yeah, now I still have that. Yeah. You haven't had the beauty of doing gigs. Like I still have to have my where, first gig yet. And yeah. Where, like, kind of crack. where some people that would be well known will attend the gigs and we'll talk to them after and she hasn't had the like I've done everything else bar the gigs yeah yeah I'm traveling around yeah. and meeting no, people and yeah. so it's, it's exciting it's, times I suppose for the two years it you know? is it there's, is. No, there's no more comforting than like park somewhere in Liverpool and the parking ticket fella comes over to you questioning you and then realises who you are and you, he goes like and it's thick scouse accents you're that fan my guy and it's like uh, our kids coming over to oh like lad yeah our kids yeah. coming over to you in Liverpool in housing estates going that's your man and it's like wow like it's kind of like when we first went to Goodison as well and we parked around the corner from the the famous house that everyone attends and put our graffiti on the wall and then like it took us about 40 minutes to get I don't know about 80 metres from the corner where we folded out the wheelchair into the door everyone stopping for pictures and stuff and it was like Jesus Christ, this is what, like, Michael Jackson would have felt like. Like, he just felt mad. Like, coming from Galway, where people kind of go, that's your man who does the fuck to, like, people. And people coming up to you and going, like, I don't really like it. I don't find you funny, but keep doing what you're doing, lad. You know, so that was a different word. They don't like your comedy, so they don't think you're an asshole or wish death upon you. Like, I wasn't used to that, because from an Irish perspective, if people don't like you, they want you hurt. Yeah. If they don't like your comedy, they hate you as a human, even though they don't know you as a human. But over there, they can see through that and go, I find what you do crap, but keep doing it. I love it. I love you. Yeah, it was quite refreshing, actually. The yeah. last day I got Obviously a taxi. Yeah, 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 but like the last day I got a taxi and the taxi driver was like, oh, you're Stephen Timothy's girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, do you know what? I can't stand that Farmer Michael character. I cannot stand him. All he does is shouts, but Stephen, 
he's a man on his own he's brilliant to what he's doing charity like he was really bigging yeah. you up like and, and it was it's just mad over here it's very rare yeah yeah, yeah. but i think i don't know if people realize the the work you're doing in terms of charities yeah. um you know the people that don't like the comedy will just hate me regardless yeah you won't change there yeah but it, if it, i raise the menu yeah. by cutting cutting off my neck <laughs> Just, that was a bit of extreme now no, like. they're just like if I, if I learned to walk again and done the 110 meters hurdles and won an Olympic gold and dedicated it to a dying child and donated the, the millions from Nike advert sponsorship to funding something that helps their own family they'd still hate you yeah it doesn't matter it comes out all saying like you know with certain people that they're always going to hate you yeah, so you just yeah. you don't, you're they're not really supposed to care about yeah. them to yeah. be honest yeah. you have to just get on with what you can control and yeah. if you can't yeah. control them liking you yeah. then fuck it success is the best revenge isn't it really like, well that's oh, yeah. yeah but what you're doing even though you're not you don't probably look at it as success it is success because you didn't you get something done for your mum recently um, with, with the wheelchair yeah, bus the Irish wheelchair association named so the, stuff the like that It's it might not be successful to other people and definitely not successful for you oh yeah yeah, big time that was mad it was like, a massive day especially for my dad and showing you know that there was a bus named after his wife my mother is just a lovely touch we were actually up to her grave yesterday with my dad and my two brothers and uh funnily enough today is 50 years anniversary bloody sunday and that was the day my parents met so it's 50 years today that they met so that see so if anyone hates me out there you can blame my mother and father for meeting on bloody sunday <laughs> I remember my dad actually telling me about that, that they thought like, that they were going to get drafted up the north and stuff from here. You know, so it was a strange kind of time and obviously horrific moment in our, the history of our nation as well. And, but that's, I suppose, my dad remembers like everything about that day. And I suppose in a strange twist of it, because it was probably Bloody Sunday as well, everything would be more clear, you know what I mean? But that's, that's the day I met my mother 50 years ago, so. Okay. Strange. Well, there you go. Um, well, actually, we've kind of kept you out of this a little bit, not not through any kind of way or anything like that, but you're going to come into the story late anyway. Yeah. So I suppose, how have you found um, being brought in? You know, we, we know Steve has had a huge following yeah. and stuff like that. So you kind of come in, I suppose, from the outside. I kind of came in blind, to be honest, and no offence to you, whatever. I didn't realise how big it was. I didn't, I didn't. No, as a bruise to the ego no, yeah <laughs> no but i honestly didn't <laughs> i suppose like i knew of steven see i get uncomfortably shy when she starts saying things like this hate like when people go what do you do or who are you or are you famous mm. it's just a, i never like i'd also say no it's very very unnerving no but like, i know what you mean because people come up to me about say irish football fan tv and i'd be at a party and all my friends would be talking about it and you're kind of like this is not the time and place kind of yeah. like thing yeah. and i get it in work yeah. All the, like I have some people come in to me just to say, are you? Mm. But you probably don't know how to handle it as well because you're I still don't, new. I said it yeah. straight out. Somebody came in there the last day and they were like, you going out with Stephen Timothy? I was like, yeah. And they're like asking, am I Roxy? And I was like, you just asked if I was going out with them. Yeah, I'm Roxy. And he was going on. I love this. I love that. I was like, I'm actually quite, I'm sorry, but I'm very uncomfortable. I don't know how to react to these things. Yeah. And he apologised to me then, even though he shouldn't have to apologise, he was just asking. But I just felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. But you can kind of almost seem rude sometimes, yeah. you know, because you're kind of like... You, I'd be afraid I'm a, that I would I remember people would come up to me and ask me about the YouTube channel. I was like, I love what you're doing, I just put on you. And they're kind of like, 
uh, oh thanks yeah uh, thank you yeah, uh, and you don't you know what to say awkward. like yeah, yeah. when like obviously when this first all kicked off i was working in duns like i said i was working in the deli and shout out duns some, shout out duns terryland <laughs> but um customer came up usual customer regular customer and they're like are you mary bridget I was like, no, I'm Roxy. Because I, I was Mary Bridget before Kathleen. So I honestly didn't know. I was like, no, I'm Roxy. And they yeah, were just kind of just... looking, no, pretty sure you're Mary Bridget. No, I've been serving you the last four years. I'm Roxy. Yeah. It was just very, like very weird. Friends. Well, not friends, but people I would have known years back that I would have went to school with. They just, they call me Michael now. It's just Mike or Michal. Like, I don't, I don't have a name anymore. And the kids, it's, it's weird for like, I keep going like, I'm Steve. I went to school with you. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, it's, but the it's, first time I kind of realised that it was something really was obviously after the first video, I had to put my phone on silent. My Instagram was hopping, but then I noticed one follow and it was Ricky Hatton. I was like, "This is a fake profile. Ricky Hatton is not after yeah, following yeah. me." Yeah. I text him straight. I says, "Ricky Hatton's following me," and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." And I was tick. like, "It's a. F it didn't have a blue tick." Oh. That's yeah, why I thought it was fake. Yeah, yeah. I was like, was no, like, no, this is not real. I remember calling one of my colleagues over, Michal, and I was like, look at this. And he goes, that's fake. And I was like, no. But he was more excited that Owen Colgan started following me. I just go away with Owen Colgan. Ricky Hatton is following me. I remember that as well at the beginning. Like, you kind of, you know, I remember, you know, big comedians and big well-known people following you and messing and the excitement, like. I post about it, you know, like Ricky Hatton's after following me on Twitter, or Gary Lineker's following me on Twitter. And you kind of, you get used to it, which is sad, because it still should be a huge thing when someone big follows you. Because mm, like, they're a fan of your work, yeah, essentially. It's a big, yeah, it's a massive fucking humbling honour. You know what I mean? And only there a few weeks ago, I think, uh, oh, your man's there to follow me. The, the bald-headed English comedian. I want that one. Oh, uh, Matt, Matt something. Matt, Matt Lucas. Matt yeah. Lucas. Started yeah. following me. And that's, yeah, I know. That, that's, that's one of them that brought me straight back. That was like, oh, he's following me a trailer. I'm kind of lucky because Little I'm Britain. still in yeah. that stage. Yeah. I'm still in that like yeah. exciting yeah. stage oh. when a certain person follows. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, they're following me. They know who I am. Yeah. But I suppose you were lucky in a way as well that, you know, given it was the pandemic stuff, but with the boxing still, stuff, you still got to meet. That's what I'm saying. Like, stuff. I'm kind of blessed because... I've done everything but the gigs. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. done the big charity thing now with Steve and I got to meet the few people. We've traveled all around Ireland having to do certain things. We've yeah. done the radio interviews. We've done. Yeah. It's just the gigs. So I'm kind of lucky in a way that I'm glad that I worked out this way other than the gigs and then all that. Mm. But you see, something you, to look forward because to. Because you're, you're kind of, it's kind of come, come full circle once probably you get the gigs. But I just want to ask you about, about the boxing. You just talked to me about the boxing. Yeah. The, I suppose, it was huge exposure over that and then uh, I'll come to you about yeah. your excitement on, on the gigs but just from your for both of you I suppose just thought us through that that journey of the the wheelchair boxing and you've had everybody like involved and I let you oh, name drop it, it kind of organically grew itself thanks to weirdness on social media <laughs> Weird. I wanted I wanted to get kind, kind of get fit and I wanted to do a bit of training because I used to do wheelchair karate and yes it exists before it gets smart but I, I wanted to get back into <laughs> would I ever yeah. No, I'm a purple belt. I think he was more karate. saying that to me now than you. <laughs> I'm a purple belt and we each had karate, but it was years since I'd done it. And I wanted to go back into some kind of form of fighting as well. And I was like, put up a boss. Is there anyone out there that does like MMA style wheelchair fighting? We're literally getting a ring. We'd pull each other out of the wheelchair. When you get pulled out of your wheelchair, you've lost. Because I'd love to do something like that. Because you want to overcome the stereotype that people, disabled people are helpless. 
So let's bait the brains of each other. Paddy Barnes responded to me and he goes, I love a few bangs with Shannon the chair. So I was like, right, let's do it. Like, I'll go out to Belfast or you come down here and we'll go to a car park and we'll go for a few bangs. But that's literally what it was, was like, at the start. Because when you have an accident like mine, after you come out of that, physical injury and death don't really, don't really scare you too much. Like, because you've kind of been there and you're kind of, you know, come what may kind of attitude and you don't really care. And I suppose that's why I released the videos as well, because I kind of, you didn't really care. You were gone over that point. But uh, I said to Paddy then later on that evening, I said, let's, let's, let's try and raise a couple of quid for this. But it was still a car park event. It was still going to be a small event. Maybe Roxy recorded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or live streaming yeah. or something. But then it kind of just got, it got and a few people started contacting. I'd love to take part in that. And it kind of just grew from there. And it, and it literally, it was like basically snowball. Yeah. And it just and literally got bigger, like, and bigger and bigger. Obviously, I got in touch with a few people that follow me on Instagram or Twitter and ended up like getting a training session by Eddie Taylor's dad, Pete, uh, Paddy Houlihan, Artem, John Kavanagh, like all these big names in the fighting world. and even, Huge names, especially in mm-hmm. Ireland. Yeah, even if I... Never achieved anything else in my career, never done anything else. Even the fact that I got a bit of training off them is a thing to look back on fondly when I'm an old man, if I ever get mm. to live, lucky enough to live to an old man. And the fact they respect you. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. respect you enough to bring you in to do the yeah. training like as well going and, get, up, and get behind it. Yeah. Like going up to these training sessions in itself was a brilliant experience. Yeah. Because you're not only getting trained but you're getting to know these people you're getting to see their discipline and yeah. their love for their own art yeah and it was actually really really interesting for them it's like especially the likes of artem like how how incredibly disciplined he is and how much of a gentleman he is given what he does and can do mm, can achieve, he, yeah. he could demolish you if he wanted to literally and he's so humble and he's so down there and then john Kavanaugh when he was giving me tips about because he knows paddy from his fighting days and he would have watched him and he got me to do a bit and then he was like right I here's the methodology here's what you have to do well I was so kind of well I was kind of laughing at those sorry for cutting you off there it was every single one of them that was training them were like just lean back in the wheelchair he won't be able to reach yeah, out yeah yeah because Paddy back. is so small yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was you just, like that? Yeah. <laughs> just like that back. either because you don't like you know you're getting them down for Belfast you want to give them a bit of a fight as well and you, you like, let's be honest you want you want you need a few you need a few pumps to get the adrenaline flowing. You, yeah, it's like yeah. fighting to school when you get one puck and you're you know straight into them. You need that wake up call. Because what know, was it, John Cavanaugh he says when when you get tired, just lean back. Just lean back. Once but you I get your breath, that, it didn't you work. Did. But I went straight yeah. back in again, so it was just to catch my breath. But the fact that he studied him yeah, to yeah, help yeah, you yeah. was cool yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, you know. And he was like, just get into him, tire, throw a few thumps on the return, throw a few thumps on the return again. And, Keep up with all keep the guard up. It's going yeah. to be like World War Three in there, but just keep them, keep the face up and let them pump the face off. Yeah. And you notice a bit of tiredness straight back into back into that position. And John Redmond as well. He was very very good. Yeah, yeah. John, Red- John yeah. Redmond. He was. And Paul Manning. Paul Manning. Manning one of our friends here. from Galway. Like it was handy. So he I was getting come up. daily training here by Carl, and then I was every like Saturday or Sunday we were tearing off to Dublin or wherever. And Carl was great. He was. He's just basically putting on everything, yeah, your diet, yeah, everything. Yeah. He was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And just the amount of support from fighters and other people. and But it's mad the amount of people that came forward. We want to do this. We want to do this. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And then, of course, then popped in Conor McGregor. And he retweeted it and donated 10 grand. It was like, 
he goes, I love what you're doing, Paddy, Steve, oh, fair play. Blah, 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 10 grand. And uh, that, just, just on that side, sorry to go ahead, is you were, I remember, you were putting goals up and then smashing the goal and then setting a new goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That day... Was that after McGregor? Was yeah. yeah. No, before McGregor, you had the goal up. But the minute he donated yeah, that goal, was smashed. Yeah, like, I was thinking, when I first set it up, I thought, I was thinking five grand's awfully optimistic. You know what I mean? So... I think it was, was it a grand at the start or something like that? It was a grand for ages. And then popped it up to five. And then popped it up to five, yeah. 20, 30, 40. But it was, I was weak after when Stephen got that notification that Connor donated 10 grand. I was downstairs and he's after donating 10 grand. Who? No, I said Connor Conor McGregor just retweeted. Oh, retweeted, You read sorry. it and you said, you, she told me he donated 10 grand. I but the, he was her. squealing like a little girl. Because, you were, yeah, it was oh, hilarious. Because, because well, with the excitement. It, it's going to but get the excitement of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's been in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah. No, and when someone of that stature, that many followers, retweets it, it reaches a larger audience. Yeah. And then, so that kind of got into the whole thing of uh, when the, the fight was taken apart, we didn't have a competitor for Al. So we threw Al for thing. And, and I said, yeah. like, any competitor out there for Al? So Connor jumped in and he goes, I'll do it. Mm. He doesn't like him mimicking his, his Yeah, and so there was this bit of slag in between it and then we didn't know whether he was going to do it in the September date and then he, he came out and he goes, look, lads, my... Fair enough, like, the injury was... He know, couldn't fly, he couldn't, like, yeah, he couldn't do it. And stuff. So he, said, he was in the States for a long time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. so he said, leave it till maybe uh, end November, December. Then December came around, but obviously time and restrictions and crap, so that kind of headed off. So we're hoping to have it this year, maybe whatever... April, May, sometime around this year. So we're but the last one worked out well because Connor couldn't do it. Originally, Darren Conway was meant to fight Gary Lines, Linesy. Yeah. So obviously we had to put Darren with Al and then John Connors was messaging you about something. And I was like, ask John, would he do it? Yeah. Would he I'd say Gary, he'd do yeah. it. And straight away, John was like, it'd be my pleasure. Yeah. So John, John, I had messaged John earlier, but John was filming something. But he goes, strange that she should ask because I was going to get in touch with you because I'm, I'm done now, so I'm free. So if you want me in it, and I was like, yeah. And he, John's a great time. Like he's, he's, he is such the gentleman as well. He yeah, was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Like even afterwards, he came up to me after the whole fight was done. He goes, you can relax now. And he's like, yeah. he understood himself. He organized an event before and he said it mentally drained him. And he was yeah. asking how I was with my head and everything because I was, I was working nearly full time. And everything comes down on you. Exactly. You know, well, like I said, I was working. We're going to be blamed if it doesn't go right. Yeah. You get the yeah. messages. You get the like, oh, the live stream failed, or that was ridiculous, and blah blah. And then to get have John involved because I've always admired John. Everyone sees, oh, just the the angry traveler. Yeah. You know, there's so there's so much more depth than that. No, he if was If you know travelers in your life, which we do, you can understand every point that John makes, and he's a right to do it because if I was a traveler in Ireland, let's be honest, I'd be as fucking angry as him. To be to be fair. So, yeah, yeah, but it's amazing that so many of them came forward, yeah. you yeah. know, to help, and it does show because uh, I think we were saying already it's like people always can make you out to be this bad guy and this and that. But I suppose when the when you really need someone to pull through, and you had John, then he kind of came through to yeah. say that he was yeah. free and and he he'd be help or willing to help do it. Yeah. And then once you kind of got one, two, a domino effect then happened. Yeah, and then, yeah. a bunch of people we had to like, that got in contact and like, we couldn't fit them in. We couldn't, like, I was like, mm. sorry, the lineup is done, but like, maybe the next time when we're doing it again, because, 
And you felt bad then because they put you on standby. <laughs> yeah, but you feel really depressed doing that. And you feel bad because like they're they're offering you their time to do it for free. Hundred percent. Yeah. But the best way to approach it is like we're going to be doing this yearly. Yeah, you yeah. will get your chance. Yeah, yeah. Everyone and more and more should come true, yeah. especially if you can get say Connor versus Al. I think that kind of sets a precedent for 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 us to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So God, not the sky's the limit for next September. Who we're going to get and. As we were discussing beforehand, we kind of have a name that we're negotiating with at the moment. And let's be honest, he, it's a big name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if we can get that gentleman down, uh, well. All will be revealed in time in case yeah. you want to. All yeah. will be so, revealed. Yeah, that would be just extraordinary, unbelievable. And if we can't get a competitor from, as I said before, I didn't want to jump in with him. But fuck it, I jump in with him. I have to have it. Two in the one night? <laughs> no, no. I'll just say, yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. You know, if I have to. Because, like, obviously, if we're doing one at the beginning of the year, I'm going to be, it's me and Paddy the rematch. Yeah. But obviously, we can't have a three. You know, it'll, Paddy will be involved maybe with someone else or yeah. whatever. You yeah. Know, we'll, 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 but you definitely do have to have that rematch. I hear Darren Conway's looking to fight Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be guys. That would be funny. Yeah. Al and Darren's fight was literally comedic. Like, it was so funny. They were just slagging each other. They were like about on about the tail the crinkler, the crinkler, yeah, and yeah, all that. It was they're two very, funny. very funny people yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. funny. You can actually catch the boxing thing on YouTube. It's under what Steve O versus Paddy. Yeah, the live so, yeah. stream. It's still there. So yeah. you guys can actually watch it. Yeah. yeah. So if you're interested in watching, and I'll have mm. the full card. The full yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, from the very beginning. Because we live streamed it on. It's a shy live stream, isn't it? Ah, look, it's the. It's the no, because you were worried about it, as you Yeah, the thing pangs off it, you know what I mean? There's always going to be mm. mishaps. What's well, the pressure of getting that right then? I suppose yeah. keeps you on your toes yeah. to then get it right. So you know? for the next one, like we're hoping, obviously, because we'll have a big name involved, that'll be pay per view, but it'll be cheap. It'll be just to raise money because we noticed the last time we done it, it was just a suggested donation. Hmm. But it just didn't work. But we feel like if Connor's involved or that individual, it would have to be pay per view. Yeah, because people will be interested all over the where they'll be like, "What Connor McGregor's getting into? We I want to see this. What sort of yeah. place?" And it highlights disability sport. And a few disability advocates have been at my balls, like going like, "But you're having, you're having able-bodied athletes, like being in the wheelchairs. They don't use wheelchairs, and I'm, you're completely fucking missing the point. Like, there's disabled athletes in it as well." Because it gives them an opportunity to take on the best in the world. Which, to what they're capable which of. they but never would have been able to do. Yeah. Bigger, big names that would have no idea what it's like to be disabled to step into war world, literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of... Giving them the And you're raising money. And it's proper equality. And you're, He's jumping in a wheelchair he doesn't use one. Your man that's used to a wheelchair is jumping in against the belt. And, it's, you know, and we're raising money. And so. you're raising money for, for the people yeah. that are probably it's getting like touched to give out. It's the kind of exactly. thing we're turning, you know wheelchair users into a circus or something it's like no if you've watched the stream you'll see it's nothing like yeah, that yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't make a circus of myself when I basically bet Paddy, Paddy Barnes you know what I mean so I'm not going out there to lose I'm not going out there to make an ass of myself people just uh, as we said I earlier, did. a few times I got a few with thumps oh you did in well he's an Olympian boxer but again so. the yeah. likes of Kieran Burns who fought um, Artem Lebov now Kieran he's 24-25 cerebral palsy He's from Scotland. He does amazing things over in Scotland for awareness and stuff, Powerball and stuff like that. And he was like, I cannot believe I'm going into a ring fighting Artem in a wheelchair. He was, yeah. be he like, was very emotional. He was very grateful. He couldn't believe it. And this is, this is the lad that like gets out of his electric wheelchair, gets on the ground, 
And yeah. lifts weights. Oh, and drags he works. Nothing stops this lad. Like, yeah. He's incredible. And his brother's a gentle, the lovely He was just that. so grateful. He just couldn't believe, even when he was over here the day before we met them in the hotel in the morning for a coffee, and he was just like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. yeah. He even was the, so excited. Like even the picture after looked great. He was on the ring. Yeah. And yeah. everyone there and all that. It was and a really good picture. Like a pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did Darren Matthews say to him when he was interviewing? You smell lovely or you yeah, smell yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. or something but like that. It was a mixture of fear, sweat and actual sweat. Because I, The like, adrenaline and everything yeah, that was hitting you. Yeah. I was panicking. Like hell, because it's like you know, three rounds of an actual boxer. Like you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want, like. I know he was probably going easy at me in the end of the day, but like, Paddy doesn't go that easy. You know, he doesn't. Like he's never known to go that easy. Well, he basically said he wasn't going to go easy. Yeah. Not yeah. a chance. The second fight now is going to be mad interesting because he knows what I'm capable of, so he's going to give it socks, and I reckon he's yeah. he's going to thump the face. Like you see on the last round yeah, as well, yeah. he literally stood up out of the wheelchair, pounding yeah. in chair. He got disqualified, like, because he stood up. Oh, okay. Because I was kind of getting the better of him, and he stood up, and he just started boxing. Bang, 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 like, bang. Cottle, And the worst thing is they the both way. had their heads... Protective gear. Oh, oh yeah, it starts falling just off. Like, and I went for the third round. I said to Paddy, will we go without? And he goes, what the fuck, mate? Adrenaline gone, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he just started pumping the fit. And then he stood up and then it was disqualified. So maybe he would have got the better of me, but look, I won. I'll take the win. Yeah, but you were always going into that as the underdog anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. As long exactly. as I made a good showing of myself and I feel like I did do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people, obviously... The people that thought we were making a mockery of it, I hope they watched it and I hope they seen what we achieved. And like, like, like if they if they, they have any problems, throw throw Kieran Burns a tweet and see. Um, I suppose then just lastly to finish up on, you've got gates lined up. Yeah. you must be buzzing because I'm your first so time excited, so excited. Nervous though. Um, a little bit only because I haven't seen the script of the book yet. Okay. So I'm literally in blind at the moment. I haven't got a Flipping clue. Obviously, what's going on? So much time has passed. It's changed. You know, it'll be changed. Obviously, there's certain bits you have to leave in because the audience and always go like, do the Oscar Pistorius one or do the Whitney Houston bit or do the. But so the problem is, to, and the, the I don't know well. them bits. Yeah. yeah. So I'm waiting for Stephen to get it all together so I can actually read it over. I'm really slow when it comes to writing a set, and it's hard when you're not doing gigs all the time. Yeah. Because I, I, I write it and build it as I go. So when you're not doing that. You just have to formulate it out of the the ether, like so. I'm writing bits on my phone. I get you. It's kind of like when we started up here, and I was all over the place. Yeah. Done it in months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, years. Well, it's like I am great. I'm kind of glad that because that we had to cancel this tour that would have been happening right now because I wouldn't have been ready at all because I yeah. haven't got it. Well, we would have been ready if we if you were thrown into it. He would have. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, they were all postponed and we're waiting for a few dates to be rescheduled for Cork and Limerick and so on. But we have Derry on the, tw- we have Belfast on the 28th of May and we have Derry, Derry on, on the, the 29th. 29th. So we're up to the north for back to back and we're looking forward to that because we always get a good Yeah, I can't wait. Mm. That'll be my first ones. Yeah, yeah. My first ones. And Derry, the millennial. And then I suppose after the first one, it'll get easier for yourself yeah. and you'll ease yeah. yourself in then. Yeah. But it's, it's nice for Baptism of Fire to be in the Millennium Forum, which is a massive venue. Like, so. like when it comes to performing and stuff like that, that doesn't really bother me. I've you done it. You perform for me every new year. <laughs> yeah, scrap that one. Anyway, no, I've done stage work before. Not comedy. So it's going to be a different kind of thing. But 
Yeah, so mm. that part I'm not really bothered about crowds or anything, not really so asked about that. We is do. just getting the words. Yeah, the benefit of what we do and the way it's formulated on stage is that, like, Roxy, Kathleen, is interviewing me. So she has a book. So you have that to follow. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't in, want in, that. in case you miss anything, you yeah, have that. It's more like she's, it's a, fa- it's a fake interview. Yeah. Asking your yeah. mental husband about the word. So what, was, what were you saying that, that time, Michael, about Trump? And then... Yeah, yeah. and then you go off on a tangent. So she, she hits me up. She, yeah. she yeah. kicks it off and then I go. So she'll have the book to rely on. Obviously, she'll get used to that after a while. She won't even need the book. It'll just be there as a problem. Yeah, yeah. But it's handy that we do have that fallback. Absolutely. And I take yeah. over, like, if she, if she gets confused or anything happens, I, I've done this before. I've been there, done that. That's why I'm not worrying too much. I can go off on it. I can go off on a rant while she catches her place or her spot. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I'm not being egotistical, but I'm used to it. I'm used to it just. Like, we could go out in the car now and I could get into Michael Mon and I could do a video for an hour of just talking nonsense. So it's, mm. it's easy enough. It mightn't be funny, but if yeah. you know what we do, you kind of find it funny. Yeah. Again, you know what I mean? The old under- it comes second nature when you're doing it for so long. Yeah. It was yeah. spot for yourself and then obviously in time it will be for you. you. Yeah, oh, exactly. 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 It will. So, she doesn't need to worry too much. You know mm. what I mean? So I'm going to let you just plug the gigs one more time for the so listeners before we go. Belfast, 28th of May in the waterfront and... Derry, 29th of May in the Millennium Forum. And that's what we have so far. It's London Derry. London Derry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, so obviously, if there's any more dates to be added in, yeah. they can check that out on your social yeah, we'll media. Be, yeah. We'll be rescheduling Limerick, Cork. Limerick's probably in the in the University College Hall. Cork will be probably in the Cork Opera House and so on. So We'll have Galway, what, in the Town, town Hall. So yeah. will be rescheduled, obviously, because... Yeah. That's the one I'd be nervous for is the Galway. I like the other ones. Oh, for sure. oh, yeah. But okay. Galway because it's the hometown. Yeah. yeah. And people yeah. that would be going is people like no one I'd be like, oh god. Yeah, but they don't even cheer you on. Yeah. Look, if they're going, they like it. And that's well, that's it. they hate you, they're still buying their ticket. Well, that's yeah. the pain. If they do hate you, let me have them. <laughs> let me have them in the It's like any time that I performed before, if there's family members or friends that I know that are in the audience, I um like I'm like a freak. I'm like no, I, I'm Have doing this or whatever. Yeah. But then there's been times that I've gone on stage, or whatever, and I know no one. I'm like, ah, sure, come on, yeah, we're up. Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. It's when I know the people yeah. that are in the yeah. audience. My, my that moment was when I done the town hall. Strangely enough, it was my last gig, sixth of March, twenty twenty, and my brother Jamie was in. That was my one of them moments because I was like, I could hear him talking and everything, and I felt really emotional. And, he was in the green room talking to me, going, you do well, Steve, you will do very well. And I was like trying to hold it together and I could hear him talking or singing along with the songs with me. And I was like, you know, trying to keep the head straight, you know what I mean? Because I just wanted to like go, Jamie, come down on stage. Yeah, to it's still nice for him to share that moment. Yeah. Which, despite yeah. not actually, if you get me sharing it properly, but you're in the same yeah. place, yeah. you know what I mean? And he sometimes now when he comes in, he has like a kind of... Yeah, because it has a kind of routine when he comes into me and Roxy in the room at night to go to sleep and go like, eeps, do it. Four kisses, those kisses, and then he'd say, good night, Steve, oh, good night, Roxy. And then sometimes he'd say, night, night, fair and right, and then he'd get me to do the impressions. So I have to say, yeah. good night, Jamie. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's very cute. You know what I mean? It's, and it's yeah. funny, he doesn't say, I love you, Stephen, or I love you, Roxy. It's, I love, love you, you Farmer Michael. Michael. Like, yeah. thanks, Jamie. What about us? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So it's cool. It's class. Well, I best uh, wrap this up before he starts shouting down for his McDonald's again off you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I just want to say special thanks for you to let me in the, uh, your house today. Yeah, and oh, thank, thank you so thank much. You down and, yeah, the last time I had a Dubliner in my house, yeah, he was probably dealing with drugs. Was it Rob? Is that anything Rob now? 
Yeah, not really. Uh, no, there was a few things missing. Well, there's more like in the corner. I just want the crown. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. I'm the king. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, special thanks to you guys for uh, coming on. Uh, episode four. I've been chasing you for a while. We got it done. We Brilliant. Got it done. We got it done. Eventually. We got it done. Um, really happy with it. So yeah, um, I forget now where uh, where I have these because it's been so long. So yeah, Spotify. Apple and obviously on YouTube as well, so you can find it there uh, at Neilan, not standing. And uh, yeah, where if you listen to it, check them out there. If you're watching there, listen. Or <laughs> drag into a wheelchair and a bitch and listen to the damn podcast. And shout out to the guys. Follow them at Sir Steve O, Timothy Official, and yeah. at Roxy Goldby. Official? No, not just that, I'm not official. Yes, just Roxy Goldby We're on Instagram. Oh, there you go. Oh. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna wrap it up there. Check it out. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe and uh, rate it as well if you're listening on your podcast wherever you listen. Thank you.